It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no. But angel hair pasta, Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. All right, guys, before we jump into what should be a super exciting show, we've got to tell you about our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. You've been letting them down lately. Uh, we haven't had as many redemptions on our code, so you've got to check out Strava Craft Coffee and use the code DNVR25 to get 25% off your next purchase of Strava Craft Coffee. You've got you to gotta try this stuff. It's CBD-infused, rich, tasty coffee, so it'll help you with some aches and pains if you have chronic headaches, anything like that. Strava Craft Coffee could help you out. So make sure you check them out and use that code DNVR25 to get 25% off your next purchase of Strava Craft Coffee. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two goes out to Zach May, Sake at the bar. Three for Mr. B. Couple with Breck, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. All right, welcome in to a Friday edition of Three Ring Circus, an extremely exciting edition because, well, Zach, I'll let you bring us in. From Wisconsin, number 25, Melvin Gordon. Melvin, what's up, man? Thanks for joining the show. No problem, man. Ha- happy uh, happy belated birthday. How's the birthday week been? It's cool, man. I've been chilling. LA, it's a little slower than usual, so it is what it is. <laughs> oh, right on. We're pumped to have you. And uh, let, let's jump right in. And Melvin, let's play a little game for you. We, we want to get to know your teammates a little bit. So we're going to ask you which teammate would. And you tell us which teammate would do the following things. Or you would pick to do the following things. So let's get the first one pulled up here. Which teammate would you want to be your wingman? <laughs> Any, anyone good with the moves? Uh, are you riding solo? I'll take, I'll take O. O, our, our, our young tight end. Oh, <laughs> oh. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Now let's see. Who would take the longest to get ready to go out? Are you going with O again? <laughs> no, I'm not going to go, though. Mm. I'm going to go with Mike. Mm. I think he got to do his. He got to do his hair. He got to, you know, he got, you know, head and shoulders with the hair. 
we got a lot going on. So I'm going to go with Mike that takes the longest to get ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Next one. Who would you have officiate your wedding? Anyone good out there with words and speeches? I'm going to go Shelby with that. <laughs> hey, That's a great I guess- answer. He is definitely one of the funniest people on the team. So I'm gonna go Shelby. Do you have a good uh, a good Shelby Harris story for us? Uh, (laughs) nah, I don't have one I can share. (laughs) (laughs) Shelby is probably he is definitely he is the character. (laughs) Now, does he talk about the Bucks to you guys as much as he does to us? Yeah, Shelby. Shelby will fight you all day and night over the Bucks. No question. He's from Milwaukee, so he is going yep. to. Yeah, he's going to fight about it. Who's your Who's your NBA team? Uh, I roll with the Bucks. My favorite player is Kyrie, but I'm I'm, I'm with the Bucks all day. I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. And I mean, no, no wonder you're having Shelby with you. All right. Who would you have as your teammate in a tag team cage match? Mm. Oh. I'm going to go to linebacker. I'm going to go Josh. He, he's a little crazy. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> you do need some crazy in those. Yeah. Josh, a little crazy. Yeah. 100% every rap, everything. Yeah. Let me get Josh. Right on. All right. And I think we got one more. Who would you sit next to on a 10-hour flight? Or maybe we should say, who would you not sit next to on a 10-hour flight? I would not sit next to someone. For a 10-hour flight, I got to sit next to someone that's fun. I'm going to go Vaughn. Mm, yep. Mm, yep. That's choice. a fun one. Man, I, uh, I'll be in the middle seat for that. That'd be, that'd be fun. <laughs> also, also, if you're on a 10-hour flight with Vaughn, it's probably a private jet. You hear me? <laughs> yeah, True. Luxury. First class luxury. Let's go. <laughs> oh, we got one more. No, we who got two more. You, oh, got two more. Who would you want as your bodyguard? Bodyguard, huh? That's a tough one. You've already got some big boys on your on your list so far. You hear me? I'm gonna go. Hmm. <sighs> We'll go Garrett. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought you may go this route. He's kind of your protector anyways. <laughs> you got to go O-line. It was him or Graham. It was close. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go that left tackle spot. Right on. Now let's hit this final one. Who are you never giving the ox cord to? <sighs> Who am I not giving the ox cord to? Let's go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for sure give it to drew lock that's 100 mm. that's my boy right there uh who do i not give it to who don't have like i don't like their music <laughs> my guess pre-show was that you would say uh dalton reisner oh yeah <laughs> That's a hundred percent. I appreciate that. <laughs> that Too like much Donald, playing. Donald songs though, but you know, I feel like I get tired of it a little bit. But <laughs> well, Melvin, that. <laughs> you 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 mentioned Drew, and obviously, there's been so much conversation about Drew and the quarterbacks. What what gives you confidence in, in Drew going forward? And you know, what's your what's your dynamic been with with him this off season? Uh, you know, I kind of just been asking questions about, you know, 
you know, just his off season really and just been asking him. And I know he's been hearing the noise about what's been going on, but you know, the thing is Drew wants to be good. He wants to be great, you know. Um I know he heard a quarterback conversation, you know, to say he don't is 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 crazy because, you know, that's just been the talk. I mean, let's all be honest here. And uh, you know, just from talking to everyone in the building, uh, he seems focused. Uh, he seems focused. He seems like he's ready to go. He's ready to prove people wrong. The doubters wrong. Uh, you know, I think Drew <laughs> has unbelievable talent. Um, you know, he just has to go out there and show it. You know, he just has to go out there and show it. And uh, I'm excited for him, man. I'm excited for him. Uh, I hope he gets it done. But we're going to see. Uh, I know they're going to bring in someone to give him some competition, which is good because – you know, it probably could bring the best out of him. What we're all thinking he can be, he probably is going to show. So let's get it. And Melvin, speaking to you, I mean, th- this has been quite a, a year this past year for, for you uh, and on the field too. It, all the drama with, with Philip Lindsay, I think it was more so outside the building. What is it like now with, uh, with, with Phil no longer here? How do you view your role and what can you do really being the, the bell cow of this team? Um, well, you know, you just don't, you know, me and Phil were both ones. Um, you know, I feel like Phil was a great player. Um, you know, it's just, I just got to go in there and be the guy. Just have to go in there and be who I am, you know, necessarily. And, uh, you know, wish Phil the best. Um, like I said, I feel like he's a great player. I think to most, you know, people thought me and Phil just hated each other. We definitely didn't. I mean, we talked about, <laughs> we talked about the whole situation with me coming and, you know, his contract and a whole bunch of stuff, you know, and, you know, and I text him and I told him, you know, you know, I gave him advice on what, you know, what I think he should do when he go to Houston. Um, I'm a big advocate for Phil, man. I, you know, I, I've never been a player, regardless of what people said. When Phil came to the sideline, he asked me a question, hey, man, what do you think I should do? Hey, bro, this is what I feel you should do on this play. If it's this how it looks, this is what I feel you should do. You know, regardless of us competing, I'm always going to help a player out. You know, that's just who I am, you know, because – you know, that's how Danny was with me. Uh, you know, that kind of was my leader. And, you know, he always looked out. I, anytime I asked Danny what had a question about whatever, and they brought me in to be the guy, you know, he always was like, hey, man, this is what you should do. So I told myself, regardless of what position I am, I'm in ever, uh, you know, whether we're battling for a position or whatever. If a guy or a player, especially in your position room, needs help, you give that guy help, you know. So that's just what it was, man. It's definitely going to be different. Um, you know, I'm very determined to go in there and just do what I do. You know, I, I've been RB1 for a while. It was different splitting the reps, but, you know, it is what it is. But now it's my show, and I'm going to take advantage of it, and I'm just going to go out there, and I'm just really prove more to myself that, you know, this is where I belong. You mentioned things being different this year. Of course, last year you did lead the team in in touched in total touchdowns with ten. But not only for you, but also the offense as a whole. What do you expect to be different in your second year here, and also the second year for everybody with this scheme under Pat Shermer? Uh, what I expect, you know, is we had a lot of we had a young team. Um, you know, I expect for it, our, our offense to be way more explosive. Um, 
You know, I felt like, you know, Noah was getting better just overall game. I felt like O was really playing well before he got hurt. You know, we get court back. You know, that's another playmaker, another explosive playmaker. Judy's just another year in. KJ, I really feel it's going to be a difference maker in our offense. That's just me personally. Um, I feel he's really going to be the difference maker. I really like KJ and what he do. Man, we just so explosive all around. And like I said, we're a young team. Um, and the guys got to grow up fast. You know, it's the second year, but, you know, you're, you're a pro now. You're a vet now. I don't care how you look at it. You got to go. We got to go get it. You know, our record and what we did last year was not good enough for as hard as we practiced, and we had a lot of injuries. And we definitely going to get challenged every day with our defense. Um, so we got to go. <laughs> we got to go, man. And uh, I'm just excited. Like I said, we were a young team. It's no excuse, but we were young. Um, we have some young talent that got to grow up fast. I watch them boys every day. They know how to work. They know how to get after it. Um, we got, <laughs> you know, we got the, we got, we got the pieces. We got the pieces, you know, we got the pieces, you know, even our quarterback was young, you know, um, and I've been with the chargers and we had a great team and I feel like <laughs> we just hitting on all cylinders. And if we can go out there and play as a unit, um, you know, I really feel like we can shock the world. That's just my opinion. Awesome, man. Yeah, the, the, and uh, Melvin, we really, really appreciate you you joining us today and giving us all that insight. And you're doing some awesome things with your foundation beyond the flash. You're giving away some things for the season. So everyone should go to melvingordon.org and register for contests, giveaways, and everything you've got going on there. Thanks so much for joining us today, Melvin. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for having me, man. I watch your show. Watch right it. on. You're, you're welcome, <laughs> welcome anytime, baby. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, no problem, man. All right, See there you he is, Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. That Just was awesome. like that, he's out in a flash. Oh, see, see what oh. I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. I hear it, but you know what? I mean, the genuine enthusiasm and excitement about where he feels this offense can go guys i mean sounds like he's he believes that this that the unit not just him but the entire unit is going to be able to take that big leap that it desperately needs to take it's crazy because like how could you not you know like if you're in that room and you're surrounded by all those guys and you know we talked about this going into last season uh and obviously you know so many different things happened with Phil getting injured and Cortland getting injured and KJ getting injured. Uh, there was so much, you know, that we talked about leading up to the season that we never got to really see pay off. And for those guys, I mean, Albert O gets injured for those guys. They have to be looking around saying, man, with all of us together, we can really do special things. And, and, you know, you, you have to touch wood, but, you think after such a bad injury luck season, you should be in for a good injury luck season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and one thing that really stood out to me was just, you know, he went through everyone 
and then just really harped on KJ. I mean, he said KJ is going to be really special and then said it again and pretty much said it a third time. And guys, that that's kind of what we talked about with KJ is just how dynamic he could be. We know Ju- Judy is going to to get his and, you know, potentially be just a thousand yard receiver every year in the league. But what KJ could do, KJ is that has that Tyreek Hill ability in terms of the big play, maybe not, you know, the, the consistent numbers that Tyreek is going to have, but that huge playability. And we did see it flash last year, specifically at the end of the season uh, against Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then Breck Drew in the comments here says, I'm coming around on Gordon now. And, and honestly, <laughs> like, that's what I hope happens, you know, because um, there's a lot of different, you know, aspects at play here um, that I think the, you know, the Broncos fan base and Melvin Gordon haven't exactly got off to the start um, that either side would have hoped for um, between Phil, you know, and obviously it's not Melvin's fault that, you know, they moved on from Phil or that Phil didn't have a great season last year or anything like that. Um, and, you know, then obviously the off the field stuff, the fumbling, like it just never clicked for those two sides. And, and everyone should be hoping that it does click this year. Like, you know, Melvin's a super cool dude. Um, he's a great player. He can be a huge piece for this team. And in a perfect world, by the end of this season, everyone loves Melvin Gordon. Like, that's what everyone should be hoping for. Yeah, yeah and you're I think absolutely it, right. A big part of that, I think, is going to start with them involving him more and giving him more opportunities in the passing game. I mean, the, the thing is, what what we saw last year, what, we expected that he was going to be an incredibly productive receiving back, and it didn't pan out for a lot of reasons, and a lot of them were beyond his his control but this is a guy who for four years steadily was a guy who'd get seven, eight, nine yards a catch. And you let's say he gets back to a normal level, which I think we can is something that we can reasonably expect, especially as he gets in a rhythm. I mean, we could be talking about a year where he's touching he's touching the ball close to 300 times and getting close to 1300 yards in, in from scrimmage, including the receiving part of it. And everyone's going to fall in love with that pretty quickly. Most importantly, whoever the quarterback ends up being this year. And that's and that's another thing. Whoever it is, whether it's Drew Locke, somebody that gets brought in via the draft, somebody or Teddy Bridgewater or somebody coming in, you have this great resource. You have one of the probably the top three or four best pass catching backs in the game at your disposal. Take advantage of him. Take yeah, advantage yeah. of the skills that he brings. And great in pass protection as well. I yeah. mean, you know, I think honestly – while we talked a lot about, uh, you know, how Phil and Melvin can coexist together, I, I think it's absolutely better for Melvin Gordon that Philip Lindsay uh, is yeah. no longer a Denver Bronco. Like, you know, uh, that has its downsides. From a Melvin perspective, it's absolutely an upside. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about, you know, splitting carries right now. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, oh, if I have a bad run and someone else going to come in um, – and he also like, and he doesn't have to worry about like the awkward, you know, tension between with the fans. Like the fans all loved Phil, and so now mm-hmm. he gets to go be Melvin Gordon. Um, and you know, he was very good last season. Um, yeah. It you know the the sky is the limit this year though, and I really think you know, like he said, it's my show. It is yep. his show now, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to see a, a next level of Melvin Gordon unlocked. Yeah, you mentioned the tension, and and the funny thing is, I think a great answer he gave was how, yeah, there was tension 
outside tension in the fans, there wasn't really tension in terms of his relationship with Phil. And that's something that I think uh, is really illuminating for people who are outside of football, because I think we all tend to assume wrongly that when guys are competing for playing time, that they're butting heads. And the truth is most of the relationships are like the ones Melvin talked about that he had with Phil and that Danny Woodhead had with him. That I th- that that's cool. That's cool because you know what? They're probably going to add a running back to that room this year. I mean, Melvin's going to be running back one. It's certainly his to lose, but they're probably going to add a running back. I would say no later than round four. So he's going to be in that position again, where some there's going to be some young, hungry guy coming in, and Melvin's going to show him the ropes, just like he's done, just like he was doing with Phil last year. Well, and that's just huge because this isn't something that a player has to do or will do. Just look to a couple of years ago with Mr. Joe Flacco, who comes in, is getting paid $18 million, and he says, I'm not here to mentor anyone. And you know what? That's fine. He's He wasn't there to mentor Drew Locke or any young quarterback, but he publicly came out, and he could have said, you know, I'll, I'll help the young guy along the ropes, but I still want to play. He just said straight up, I'm not here to mentor anyone. Melvin, the complete opposite, and so that's why I think – that the Broncos are, are in a great situation now where I think they can ride him as a bell cow back. They don't have to do anything in the draft with the running back if they don't want. And if they do that, guys, I think Melvin Gordon, uh, if he stays healthy, is a thousand yard rusher without a doubt this year. He could even be a top five rusher. And that's what the Broncos need, whether it's Drew, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater, because they're not going to rely on Teddy Bridgewater to throw for 4,000 yards or whether it's a rookie, they're going to need to rely on Melvin. But then also if they bring in a second guy, it, it's probably not going to be a guy that's splitting reps with Melvin. He's still going to be the guy but to know that there's going to be a good dynamic there uh, I think is just huge yeah and he should be right like there's there should be nothing stopping Melvin Gordon he's absolutely talented enough um you know the Broncos offensive line should be good enough uh to open up the holes you know you hope that Pat Shermer gets in a little bit better groove in terms of calling running running plays I don't think um he did a good job regardless of really who was in the backfield last year of getting the run into a rhythm Um, So, you know, again, we talk so much about the second year for players and systems. Um, I think the second year for Pat Shermer with the personnel, obviously it changes a little bit, but for the most part, he's going to be working with the same guys. Like there's an adjustment there too. And as much as I pound the table saying that he needs to do a better job of getting the scheme right for, for the personnel uh, and scheming for them. Well, he also, you know, now knows these guys, a hell of a lot better than he did one year ago today. Um, so, you, you know, kind of like Melvin was doing there, you can really talk yourself into this all clicking, this all working. And, and obviously it really revolves around the quarterback position more than any other place. Um, and whether that's going to be Drew, who I think you can tell Melvin is certainly rooting for, uh, or someone else, you know, like th- th- this should be a no-excuse season. Uh, if they remain healthy, I'll touch wood again. Um, but whether it's Drew Locke or if they do bring in a new quarterback to be the starting quarterback, like I guess that if it's a rookie, they have the rookie excuse. But other than that, there really should be no excuses for this offense uh, not to produce. Yeah, yeah, you're 100 percent right. And Melvin sounds just like we do, guys, uh, about in terms of his outlook of Drew, you know, extremely talented. He's working very hard at everything is good from Drew's perspective this offseason. But 
he knows that they're going to bring in competition. What is that? Is that, you know, a guy that a veteran that's going to try to help him? Is it a first round pick that that that's the biggest question, obviously, right now. And Melvin seems like he's 100 percent down if Drew's the guy, but knows that there's going to be something something happening with the quarterback position. Yeah, it's hard for me to look at a first round pick quarterback as competition for Drew Locke. Um that's just a replacement. Yeah, I mean, they might do the whole song and dance. Drew's the starter for now, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, for for an old school um, relationship reference, like uh, if all of a sudden your girlfriend starts bringing a new guy around and, you know, she's like, look, you're still my boyfriend. I'm just uh, just I'm just, you know, uh, meeting. Just this guy. Yeah, don't worry about it. Like you, you still have a chance to keep me like, you know, what's happening here. As opposed to like a Teddy Bridgewater who truly is in the friend zone and you know about that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. Or even like um, Nick Foles, for example, is like, yeah. you're like, oh, that's that's just her friend. You know, they go right. way back. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, really awesome stuff from Melvin. Um, appreciate how candid he was. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was awesome. And and just for people in the comment section who are just tuning in, uh, we did go a little bit early today. So you can always catch that on YouTube or in the podcast form. You can just scroll back on YouTube to to catch the interview with Melvin. Highly recommend it too. And it, and it starts right away. So there's no like skipping that you need to do. Yep. Good, good stuff. One thing you talk about the friend zone with quarterbacks and with Nick Foles. Wouldn't Nick Foles for Pat Shermer be more like getting like back together with your ex? that you had these great times in the you know you had a you had a great relationship for a few months and then it went sour really quickly but time has passed and you're like uh let me give it another shot here how often does that really work it's well and to add to that everyone (laughs) around those two knows like no no they're not getting back to no don't do it don't go back to her Uh, yeah, I've, it's more like the ex like comes back around, but you're better looking, younger, you have a better job, uh, and you're just like, I'm not too worried about them. You you say in Pat Shermer is better better looking, younger, has a better job. I'm saying hey. he is. No, I'm saying Nick Foles, I'm saying Drew is younger, better oh, looking right. than Nick Foles. Uh, that's good stuff. All right, what do we have next on on the? Uh, on the docket here, I, I got uh, caught up in my Melvin Gordon thoughts. <laughs> well, I've got to tell you guys and the good people about our friends over at Gabby Insurance. Guys, Gabby Insurance, get a better insurance. That's what they do over at Gabby. It's literally in their name. And when it comes to car and home insurance, we all deserve better. And lots of members and staff at DNVR put their policy to the test and turned to Gabby. And when they did, Gabby saved them hundreds of dollars. Literally, Drew Creaseman, our guy listening. Hey, Drew. AJ, Lindsay saved hundreds of dollars on their yearly rates. And Eric Weedham, you know him as D-Line Co., saved over one. Point three K. Not not sure. Oh, you're gonna say one point three mil. 
<laughs> I thought I was going to as well, talking about contracts. Uh, and not sure who's stealing from you now, but they don't steal from you over at Gabby. So what do you do? Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. I did this, guys. It takes five minutes to do. You enter in basic information off the top of your head, and they pull quotes from over 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Put it all in one place. Boom. You can sign up for a rate right there, and they don't sell your information. So literally take five minutes out of your day. Do it right now when we're telling you about Gabby. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. Put in your information and save hundreds of dollars in insurance per year. Hell yeah. All right. We also got to tell you about our friends over at uh, Breckenridge Brewery. And did you guys guys get a chance to uh, watch the TikTok of Spencer and I when we went deep into the Celsi world? (laughs) Yes, I love the Celsi world. (laughs) Mace, you're not on TikTok? I thought you were like an early adopter. I have an account. I just never use it. I'm I'm pretty much, when it comes to social media, I'm pretty much Twitter only at this point. Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. Well... If you uh, if you do decide to pop over to TikTok, you can watch uh, me and uh, and my guy Big Drive Spence. We each we each each drank twelve uh, Breck Brew Celsius and had ourselves a night and put and we recorded the whole thing. It was a uh, an experience, but absolutely delicious is what I can have to say about the good company Hard Seltzer. And maybe you don't drink twelve of them, but like six gets you right where you want to go. Uh, so check them out, Breck Brew. Check out the Hard Seltzer. Check out all of uh their different beers which are all delicious especially whatever your favorite kind of beer is try out breakfast version of it i i will guarantee you love it and while it is not right now at all strawberry sky season we are close uh close to strawberry sky season it's kind of always strawberry sky season but uh you know what i'm saying yeah i want to tell you about the perks of being a dnvr member of course there's our members only discord you don't have to worry about politics or you know, people that you'd really w- rather not want to deal with. You get to read all of our content, including my latest piece on era-adjusted passer rating and what we can learn about where Drew Locke stands compared with other quarterbacks over the decades. You get a free DNVR shirt with your annual membership. You get weekly member deals for the DNVR locker. And if you go on over the DNVR beer or bar, I'm thinking about beer because RK just talked about Strawberry <laughs> Sky, and you get a big beer for the price of a smaller beer over at DMVR. And of course you get the, the, the chance to hop on a live streamer podcast, but guess what? We've got something else coming up for the next 300 members to sign up. If you sign up, you not only get a free shirt of your choice from the DMVR locker, but you're going to get a recover holistic stick from holistic wellness. What's that you ask? Well, holistic wellness is all about the CBD and you know, how we love the CBD around here, what it's done for a lot, for a lot of, of us. So, you get, the, you get that stick. Well, all you do is you pop the stick, pour it in any, any drink, stir, and consume. It's amazing. You want to get reviews? You want to find out just how good the Holistic Wellness Stick is? Well, then go check out HolisticWellness.com. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. And guess what? If you want to purchase something, they're offering our listeners 30% off the first purchase if you use that magical code DMVR30. So think about it. You get an annual membership, a free DMVR shirt, and a Holistic Stick with a coupon. It's a heck of a deal. We suggest using that DNVR 30 code on the sampler pack, which includes five sticks of CBD for recovery, sleep, stress, beauty, and digestion. You can find out what works for you. So go on over to thednvr.com and become a member of our family. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. Holistic stick, not a mouthful at all. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Need I need to do need to do a little tongue exercises like uh, Ron, like Ron Burgundy, the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. The human torch was denied a bank loan. All right. Uh, next up, we are going to enter the red zone, and uh, you guys, you know, ha- have kind of been letting us down because people are afraid to enter the red zone. I don't know if it's you know the final <laughs> boss mace uh, who's scaring people off. They just don't think they have a chance. Um, but you could still win prizes just for, you know, getting past the first round. So it's worth a try. But since no one stepped up to the plate, I guess we're going to bring in producer Kale. Who, <laughs> you know, people don't know about producer Kale's humble beginnings as a, simply a DNVR Broncos podcast <laughs> listener. That is true. That is how this started. This is honestly a monumental moment for me. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's let's see if Kale has what it takes um to you know advance a little bit here in, in the red zone kale be nice to me kale self-producing I, I, his own trip into the red zone <laughs> he's just so gonna it, cross me off he's gonna mute me when i when i'm trying to answer this isn't this doesn't seem fair all right first question we're all about the draft this month so Good let's luck, talk kale. about the 2018 nfl draft the broncos made 10 selections in 2018 how many still remain with the team three three four <laughs> is it two five, <laughs> five. Uh, that is not we There's need to no. have a new I, <laughs> I know it was uh, more than three so i was just gonna keep uh, climbing the ladder you, uh, let uh, your, you, you said your third guess before kale even said his second uh, yeah, it's, it's about it's about timing. It's about speed. You got to know the rules of the game. I'm changing, I'm changing the rules on the fly. You only get if you answer and you're wrong, you have to give the other person unlimited time to. Wow. Give well, we, we both or, said or, we both said three. Yeah. Yeah. Here's or here's what we do. If you're answering, you're wrong. Then the other person gets one shot. Yeah, with no competition. I mean. yeah. yeah, and then if that person is wrong, then they can figure it out. There then we go. There we go. Back opening it. All right. Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton, Royce Freeman, Josie Jewell, and Deshaun Hamilton. And I bring that up, of course, because of the rumblings that Deshaun Hamilton is on the trade block. And so that number could be dropping to four here in the next couple of weeks if the Broncos move on from their 2018 fourth round pick. With all due respect to Deshaun Hamilton, I saw the report that came out and it said the Broncos would move him for the right price. And I was like, any, yeah. Is anything the right price? Like, <laughs> like would they turn down a seventh rounder for Deshaun Hamilton? If they don't think he's going to make the team, I don't think they would. That's, do you, do, you, do yeah. you think they think he's going to make the team? Because this is a guy that they had him on the field over half the snaps last year. I mean, it, it, he he's a guy that did not have much of an impact in terms of in the passing game, but they trusted him to be their number one run blocking wide receiver. So, I mean, it, that that's where his value is. And obviously, guys, the, the value for that isn't that much when you have explosive guys like KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, even a Tyree Cleveland in there. But the fact that they had him in there over 50% of the snaps is, is kind of telling. Yeah. Well, but they also had also, yeah. Cortland Injuries. Sutton in there for what? 10% of the snaps before he got injured. So and, um, and KJ Hamler kept pulling his hamstring last year as well. And I mean, that's, but don't you factor uh, that stuff yeah. in? You could, it's I just, the, yeah. I think that they're just looking to get what they can because they don't think he's going to make the team. 
I the also other, yeah. think, I mean, you're not going to go more than five deep at wide receiver on the final roster, probably. And there's five obvious guys ahead of him. Yeah, you got Tyree Cleveland pushing forward is probably what pushes Deshaun Hamilton out because we saw Cleveland have some flashes, especially down the stretch last year. So you figure it may end up it may end up being uh, Sutton, Judy, Patrick, Hamler, Cleveland, Deontay Spencer as returner, and also with all the draft picks they have. They could take a receiver on day three. So, so, you know, we saw it a couple of years ago with Juwan Winfrey. Saw it last year with Tyree Cleveland. Just somebody you like who's on the board. And then maybe they're already thinking in terms of we're going to add somebody in the draft. So where's the room for Deshaun Hamilton? Give me well, and I think a bridge. <laughs> and I think a big reason is because he's due over $2 million this year. Yeah. And for yeah. your sixth wide receiver, I don't think you want that. But, I mean, guys, for, for a for a team, Deshaun is a good fourth receiver if you want him to, yes. to be in there. So that's why a team would give up something in, in the day three. I think the Broncos would really like to get the round back that they picked him, a fourth round pick. Ryan's shaking his head, probably not going to happen and, and probably not going to happen. And that's why this is something to really watch come the draft. And once that day three rolls around. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and for what it's worth, I also think that Deshaun Hamilton is a valuable, you know, back end of your wide receiver uh, group. I'm just saying the Broncos, if they're trying to trade Deshaun Hamilton, there's no like, I, I just don't think they're going to really like drive a hard bargain on this. Yeah. Well, and if you listen to Mike Garofalo, I mean, they've had interest in him, which could tell you that maybe they are waiting for a better pick. Or yeah, or maybe the interest is also saying, all right, what if we could throw him in a deal to move up? And maybe if it's a deal that involves, say, a third-round pick, maybe throwing Deshaun Hamilton turns a third-round pick into a fourth-round pick in a trade. Right. Maybe it takes a little bit less off the draft capital that you'd be surrendering for a player who probably is a at best 50, 50 shot to make the final 53. What we could see is like Deshaun for a seventh to San Francisco. And then we know there's something going on behind the scenes. Maybe, maybe that's the deal that's made to find out, uh, you know, who that number three pick is going to be. You joke that stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Dakota All Watson, Capri Bibbs. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. There's a lot of like, okay, yeah, we'll tell, we'll let you know that we're taking Justin Fields with the third overall pick, but uh, you got to send us Deshaun Hamilton. We want that good right. blocking wide receiver. Yes, True. exactly. All, All right. right. Next, next, next question. question ties into our guest earlier today, Melvin Gordon. Of course, Melvin had 10 total touchdowns last year, making him just the second Bronco in the last five in any of the last five seasons to post 10 total touchdowns in a single year who is the other one over the last five seasons in any of it's a single season any of the last five seasons only one other bronco had 10 touchdowns in a season i'm gonna say cj i think it's emmanuel sanders actually is it oh. uh, now? Now it's my turn. Is it Cortland Sutton in 2019? Oh man! No. Is it Philip Lindsay? Correct. No. Kale, you're oh correct. my god! <laughs> wow, I for sure didn't think yeah. that. Double digit wow. touchdowns. He hit ten back Crazy. in 2018, and that's it. Wow. Now before Phil, 
You have C.J. Anderson, but he did it all the way back in 2014. Yeah, that was his right, pro right. year, right? Yes, man. So Correct. Phil had ten his rookie year, and then had one last year, right? Right. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. crazy. And then, and then you, and then it happened a lot more often. You think back to like the five seasons, twenty eleven to twenty fifteen. You had DT Eric Decker doing it in twenty twelve. Wes Welker, Julius Thomas, DT, <laughs> No Sean Moreno, Eric Decker. All doing it in 2013 with double digit touchdowns. In 2014, Julius Thomas, DT, and CJ Anderson, all with at least 10 touchdowns. And it's literally only, literally, it happened more in 2014 than it has happened in the last six seasons combined for Broncos players. Just absolutely wild. Wow. And, and we've been rolling through that whole time. I mean, guys, could you imagine if we were doing this in uh, the Peyton Manning days, how much fun we'd be having with the fun we already have? Unreal. Oh. Unreal. <laughs> Let's not think All right, about so that. So it's 1 1. This is uh, to advance. All right. Here we go. In the 2019 season, how many touchdowns did the wide receiver core have as a collective? You've got to be kidding. What season? Me. 2019. 2019. We'll go. Uh, season. We'll go 15. We'll go almost one per game. I was gonna say I was gonna say sixteen, so I'm not far off. We doing closest to the hole, or are we just shooting now? <laughs> now you're shooting. Uh, okay, 18, uh, 12. 13. No, you have to go one at a time. I think you guys are too high. Ten, like nine. Correct, Kale. Nine. Oh, the entire oh, wide receiver goodness. core in 2019 only scored. As Ed Rooney would have said in Ferris Bueller's day off, nine times. So think I mean, think about that. Melvin Gordon last year outscored the entire receiving core in 2019. I wow. mean, I remember wow. the offense being bad in 2019, but right. I guess I had blocked out it being that bad. I yeah. mean that's what that's what three different quarterbacks will do to you. And and I, I think Melvin Gordon gets more than that this year on his own. I, I think Cortland Sutton gets double-digit touch, touchdowns this year as well. Yeah. So Cortland Sutton got double-digit touchdowns this year. That would be the first time a Broncos wide receiver has done that since 2014. Correct. Wow. It is 2021. <laughs> yeah, and in Cortland, as good, as good as Cortland has been, of course, last year's injury is a factor. As good as Cortland has been, he still only got three, or, or pardon me, ten touchdowns in three years. So wow, he averages about one touchdown every three point three games. So that's, that's got to change. That's something that he knows he's got to step up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, I, think, I mean, that, that's got to be one every two games at least. Yeah, yeah I want, think what you, what you yeah. see is that wide receivers can produce yards um, without great quarterback play, but yes. producing touchdowns for wide receivers really comes from the quarterback position. Man, that's a great you would, and that would even, yeah, that would even go back to the fact that this run of not of, of receivers not having a lot of touchdowns, it started when you still had DT and you still had Emmanuel, yeah, and they were and right. but the quarterbacks happened to be Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, and that's and that's going to depress their production. 
Man, what you would love to see is Noah Fant be used in the Julius Thomas role back in those two years that he went back-to-back 12 touchdown seasons. And that's obviously extremely, uh, extremely high bar to ask because Shannon Sharp never once had 12 touchdowns. Julius did it back-to-back seasons with Peyton Manning. But that's what you'd like to see. And, and touching to Ryan's point, you'd like to see Cortland rack up over 1,000 yards this year, Jerry Judy as well. And you'd like to see Noah Fant have 10 touchdowns. Jeez. Yeah. If that happens, uh, we're talking playoffs. Um, okay. It's my turn now. All right. Ryan and Kale, are you ready to enter stage two of dun, the red dun, zone? Dun. All, all right, guys. Since t- I'll start with an easy one. Since 2000, Denver has drafted four players out of the University of Miami, Florida. Name three of them. Since 2000, four players out of Miami. Oh, God. Uh, DJ Williams. Boom. One. Um, he was not drafted. Um, oh, God. This is difficult. I didn't become a fan of the NFL drafts till like uh, Orlando 14. Franklin. Boom. Two. Clinton Portis. Boom. You got three. Now, bonus, 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 if you can get the fourth. fourth Mace, do you know this? Don't don't answer. I have an idea. But this is certainly the most difficult one. Oh, my God. Uh, can I get a position? Is that fair? Or a year? I'll leave it up to you. Uh, in the 2000s. <laughs> That's, you already said that. Um, it, in like since 2000. So I'll say in the 2000s. For, okay, so in between 2000 and 2010. Yeah. Not the 2010. <sighs> you got this. You got you went you just went three for three. I know. And uh offensive line. Okay. Offensive line. Not Orlando Franklin. Pre twenty ten. And I'll even give you the year of 2005. I'll even give you the draft, uh, <laughs> the round, sixth round, 2005 yeah. center from the University of Miami. I... Mace? Did he sur- everyone surrender on that? Yes. Yeah. Chris Myers. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I, Chris Myers. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I really showed my age on this one. Uh, I am... The youngest Bronco fan here well, by far. He took <laughs> over at center in 07 for Tom Nalen when Tommy got hurt. And he came mm. in and started that year. And I thought did pretty well. But you remember you had the ex- the the Denver to Houston Express that existed when Rick Smith and Gary Kubiak were down running the Texans. Yeah. Well, Myers was on the on the shuttle down to Houston. And then in 08, they, uh, they brought in Casey Wigman from Kansas City. And he actually play, had a Pro Bowl season in place of Tom Nalen, who was officially done that year. But, yeah, Chris Myers is the guy who replaced Tom Nalen in the starting lineup. All right. Well, I'll take my three. I didn't. I, yeah. Did you say name three out of four? Yep, exactly. Oh, so okay. it, because I knew one of them was pretty darn impossible. I'll, we'll say Mace difficult. I knew that was the case there. All right, guys. Before Peyton, who held the Broncos record for most passing yards in a single game? I, it's probably Jake Plummer, right? Boom, boom. Can you name how many? Oh, what? It's like probably like 425, somewhere around there. More, more. Oh, 450. No. More. 
He wow. almost hit 500, 499. Oh my Crazy. God. When was that? In a loss. That yeah, was against sense. Atlanta. It was, uh, the, the, it was basically that day was the Michael Vick show. But Jake Plummer trying to keep up. He was trying, he was trying to throw the Broncos out of a jam. Almost worked, but uh, Darius Watts had a had a crushing drop of a potential touchdown pass. So he, if he Watts had, had caught the ball, Jake would have been over five hundred yards. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, and uh, okay. Do you want a mace level difficulty for this last one, or do you, maybe it's not that hard? Or do you want fairly easy one that plays off one we had earlier? I'll leave it up to the challenger. Kale? Let's go with the one that has to do with the show because it makes better content. Okay, okay. So we're tying this back to Miami, but we're going the University of Miami, or Miami University, Ohio. Since 2000, Denver has drafted one player out of Miami, Ohio. Who was it? Miami, Ohio. This ties into our show in multiple ways. Not only the Miami connection, but there's another connection to this show with this single player. Mace Mace has got it. Miami, Ohio. (laughs) Mace is is laughing because he gets the second connection. Uh, Look, look. Do you guys want a big hint? No. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Let me know when you're ready for it. Okay. My, what was the year you mentioned? Just since 2000. Okay. One player. This was a trivia. I feel this like was I'm... a trivia member. This was a trivia question on the tailgate, like six months ago. Mace, stop it! Stop it! Oh, is it? Is it Ed McCaffrey? No. 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 But Mace was trying to give you the hint that I'll give right now. Look no further than this screen you're looking at. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're pointing the, at. The, the name is on the screen. Part of the name. Uh... <laughs> I'm about to explode here, guys. Come I'll give on. You, I'll, I'll give you a position. Ready? This may really help. Quarterback. Oh. Drafted since 2000. There Quarter- are three names on the screen all. right now that I can see. Uh, Zach Dysert. Hey! Thank you! Oh, there, is. <laughs> there you go. Spelled Z A C as well. I think the name Zach was not the, uh, not the hint you thought it was. No, <laughs> that was Wait, that what? was uh. I was literally Zach pointing Tyson's at Zach. I, I mean, I figured out that you were pointing at Zach, but I didn't like Zach's oh. wasn't top of mind for me. Oh man, <laughs> I was like a, a drafted player named Zach. Yeah. I don't know, seventh round flyer, baby. I mean, he's they, they you know the old Ron Wolf strategy that I firmly believe in of adding a quarterback every year, even if it's a sixth or seventh round pick, Broncos. Haven't quite done that, but you know they've done it often in the John Elway era. Of course, they they had Dysart, and there was a second round pick on Osweiler the year before that. 
And of course, we know about Zach's guy, Trevor Simeon, in 2015. And you fast forward a, big a couple success. years. Yes. It, I mean, for a seventh round pick, yep. one of the best value picks in Broncos history. And then, of course, 2017 swag, Mr. Irrelevant, Chad Kelly. So, you yeah. know. Well, Kale, it was a valiant effort. Yeah, I'm I'm just thrilled I got past uh, the first stage. So you can collect your you can collect your free shirt at the bar later. Wait, no does does he get a uh, does he get a uh, bonus question as well? Oh, he does get a bonus question. Okay, so it's unopposed to uh, get your life that you just lost back and take on Mace in the finals. Ryan, do you have the unopposed? Um, I can give a question. No, why don't you okay. give the extra one that you had? The uh, oh, that one's that one's too hard. That one's too hard. All of mine are, go, are that hard. Okay, well, I'll go with an easy one here for Kale. Here we go, Kale. In 2014, the Broncos signed Akib Talib. What cornerback did John Elway let walk in free agency in order to lock Akib in? Oh, that is an easy one. I should know this. It's 2014. The answer is not on the screen. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. I mean, like, I want to say it's when Champ retired, but it's it's the same year, though. Yep, it would be. Um, it would be the same year. What other, who, was in, who else was in that backfield? Oh, someone's cheating in the comment section. Oh, no, I saw the it. Section. You know I'll just, I, I won't look. I'll just, I'll just take an L here. Okay. Okay. It was uh, Dominic Rogers, Cromarty, DRC. Oh, right. Yeah, they wanted yeah. to sign him, but uh, he was looking for for too much money. He went on to the Giants, and yeah. the Broncos got the much better corner. Oh, and he just beat <laughs> himself right off the screen. Wow. We've got a super chat here, so let's hit that real quick. Derek Wright says, "Can I get an, a fast answer from you three of who you're drafting at nine? Micah Parson." Trey Lance, Rashawn Slater, or Mac Jones. Out of those options, it is a no-brainer for me. Yeah. Trey Lance, lock it in. I agree. And mm. I, I think, actually, if the Broncos have these four options sitting there at nine, I think it will be Trey Lance. And, of course, uh, so does at least one general manager around the league who was quoted uh, anonymously to uh, Mike Sando of the Athletics saying that he doesn't think Trey Lance gets past the Broncos. Oh, that's juicy. Mac, yes. Mac, 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 Mac. There we go. No, I think the Broncos are going Trey Lance in that case for sure. Nice. Okay, uh, Mace, you ready for uh, your solo show? All right, let's do it. <laughs> I, was hope- right. I was hoping Kale was make- would make it. I-, I was looking forward to the competition. I know, right? All right, yeah. who holds the Broncos record for yards from scrimmage in a game? Yards from scrimmage in a game. Um. So Ooh. this this is everything rushing and receiving yards. Yeah. 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 Sorry, this is all purpose yards. Oh, all purpose yards. So we're including this returns, is... right? Yes. Right. This this person totaled them uh with all four possible categories, meaning okay. uh rushing, receiving, oh I guess passing would have been one as well. Rushing, receiving, um kickoff returns and punt returns. Is I don't think Glenn passing Milburn? is included. Is it Glenn Milburn? It is Glenn Milburn. 404 all-purpose yards yep. in a game. Wow. It was uh, 95, right? When he did that, was that, was that against uh, Oakland, if I'm not mistaken? 
Yes, it was. Uh, well, okay. let's see. All right, maybe not. He, the Broncos lost the game on December. Uh, it was against the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle. Okay. Yeah. All right. December so ninety-five. Had, yep. He had eighteen carries for one hundred and thirty-one yards. Uh, five catches for forty-five yards. Um. Uh, 13 yards on kickoff returns and 95 yards on punt returns. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That that yeah. adds to 404? You know what? If you add that up, <laughs> I don't think it does. So no. that's not on me. That is on the article I'm reading. But I, I assume that the record of him getting 404 is correct. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see, especially since Mace knew off top of the set. I'm not questioning that. I wonder if it was 231 yards rushing. That would have made more sense. Mm. Yeah, I think that yeah, would that, add up. That would. So that's funny. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to throw the uh, the author under the bus. Um, <laughs> all right, though he never played for the team, the Broncos actually drafted this eight-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, and two-time Defensive Player of the Year in the second round of the 1965 AFL Draft. Would that wow. be Dick Buckus? That would be Dick Buckus. Yeah. Yeah. Drafted third uh, overall in the NFL draft, but ninth mm-hmm. overall in the AFL draft. The disrespect. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, at that point, uh, the Broncos were kind, that was a pick that was basically for show. No real chance of signing him given what the Broncos' budget was at the time, which of course was meager, basically. It, it was. I think I want to say it was it was a year later that the team got saved by the the Phipps brothers, but not much of a budget. Dick Buckus, of course, was a star at Illinois, and the moment that Papa Bear Hallis took him for the Chicago Bears, he was never going to be anything but a Chicago Bear. So were the Broncos just doing that because they didn't want to pay a draft pick? That and also for PR, because then the AFL could put out a draft and say, oh, we had all these big names. But of course, that that draft could be very important in in getting the merger going, guys, because at the top of the draft, the Jets took Joe Namath. And that led to a big bidding war that the AFL won. And the AFL starting was at the point where they were a lot of the teams. They weren't like the Broncos. I mean, you had like, you know. Bud Adams in Houston was made of money as an oil wildcatter. And around the AFL, they were winning enough of these battles to where the NFL finally said, okay, we got to think about a merger here because we don't want to pay these rookies these exorbitant salaries. And that led to the merger and the common draft two years later. Is that why the Rockies drafted Russell Wilson? Because the MLB was like, yo, we need to get some big names in here. You guys need to draft Russ. The Broncos, yeah, well, or the Rockies yeah. have drafted better quarterbacks in their history than the Broncos even have. <laughs> that is so wild. <laughs> I mean, really, you're, you say, well, the, the Rockies have done a lot wrong, but the thing that they did right and the Broncos did wrong was drafting Russell Wilson, right? Yep. They drafted <laughs> Russell Wilson and Michael Vick. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. Last oh, one here, man. Mace. Uh, who got the game-winning touchdown in the Broncos' first-ever playoff win? First-ever playoff win, that would have that would have been Pittsburgh 77. Are we talking about the game clinching touchdown at the end? Yes. Uh, was that Jack Dolben? It was Jack Dolben. A three for three <laughs> performance from the Maester. Uh, Mace, we gotta, we you gotta stop dominating these like private show off sessions because no one is going to want to come on when Jack Dolburn is, uh, you know, the answer. <laughs> what happens if I have a week off? If I take a vacation at some point, guys? I mean, 
There's gonna well, free memberships left and right, I baby. Guess. All right, because there there's gonna be one of these in June that I have to miss in all likelihood. So, hey, whoa, well, Mace! Well, I mean, um, Mace, we, we we hype you up all the time. You're just throwing us under the bus right now. How many people have made it past Ryan tonight? We'll just That's get true. Um, That's true. We'll get Watson, the IBM robot, to hold down your spot. <laughs> Maybe oh. not as strong. Uh, all right. Um, before we move on, we got to tell you about our friends at Drumroll, please. <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, I've been saying this for weeks, months. If you're not using DraftKings Sportsbook, you aren't getting the most out of your sports viewing experience. Last night, Guys, this is I, I don't know if I could sell it anything better than this. I was locked into the Rockies game start to finish. Not because I actually think the Rockies were going to do anything cool, but because I had bets on the game. Um, unfortunately for me, my bet was for two days in a row, <clears throat> I bet the Dodgers minus two. And both times the Dodgers won by two. So I just got my money back. And that's even better. You know, it shows I enjoyed the game start to finish. I was locked in. And nothing even changed at the end of it. Uh, I just got my money right back. So if you're not using DraftKings Sportsbook, you got to give it a try. I mean, honestly, putting $1 on something will make it more uh, more entertaining, more interesting uh, for you. And you can get uh, one – You for new users right now, you can bet $1 to win $100 on any NBA team. Um, so, you know, pick a big favorite in the NBA game, and you can bet $1 on that team and win $100. Or you can bet on this – fight that's going on this weekend boys it's a professional fighter ben askren going up against professional youtuber jake paul now i've been saying all week that askren is going to kill this guy and i thought he was going to be the heavy favorite i went in and looked he's the underdog no yes no he's he's the plus 150 underdog you know so jake paul's like actually a like decent boxer like he's won some big fights Okay, he knocked out Nate Robinson, who's like a five six <laughs> former basketball player. Um, but then I was reading up on this last night because I couldn't believe my eyes. I thought this was all like promotional. Uh, apparently, Jake Paul, I mean, he's, you know, like a multimillionaire off of his YouTube channel. He has been training with like the top of the line boxing trainers for like a whole year. So I, I've been handing out Askren like it was free money all week. Now I'm a little bit scared. Still, give me the professional yeah. boxer. You've got to be crazy. He's not a boxer. Yeah. That's that's the that's oh. the other catch here. He's a professional UFC fighter. This mm-hmm. is straight boxing, and he wasn't mm-hmm. a good boxer in the UFC ring. But still, like someone who's been training their whole life to professionally fight, seems like they have the advantage. Here. Yeah. Can I say something here about Jake Paul? I'm not sure any human being walking the earth deserves to have his butt kicked more than Jake Paul does. <laughs> There's a lot of people who share that sentiment. I honestly yeah. don't follow him close enough to know. I've heard like <laughs> some scandals that have gone on. But anyways. Which is even oh. crazier that he's the favorite then. You would think that everyone would be betting against him. And that's it's, technically what Vegas makes the odds on. I mean, he's, he's got millions his, of people watching his yeah. videos. So He's got an yeah. army of people. He's got he, he's got stands left, right, and center that are betting on him. I and mean, it's, you know, one of the things, of course, that we all know about uh, the Vegas line is that sometimes it deceives a little bit just because there are more fans of one team or one side than the other that are just going to bet on their guy or their team. 
Yeah. So, anyways, uh, maybe you want to stay away from that one and just pick an NBA team. One dollar <laughs> to win a hundred dollars, and you can also get a sign-up bonus up to one thousand dollars when you use the code DNVR. Of course, you must be twenty-one or older. Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to five hundred dollars. Deposit bonus requires a twenty-five x playthrough and restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. Guys, think about the last time you went to see a doctor. I'll tell you my last time was miserable. It was terrible. I waited in the waiting room for half an hour. The receptionist didn't have her mask on. We went in the back, had to wait an hour because the doctor was, uh, you know, just still on his lunch break. It was terrible, guys. The worst experience. I should have I should have known about Zoom care back then. Now I know about Zoom care because now you don't need to wait to get answers. You don't have to wait for the earliest appointment or hours in the doctor's office. What you have to do is just check out Zoom Care and you can see a doctor the same day at a time that you choose. Your waiting room is your living room and it'll start on time and you'll leave with a prescription in hand. It's that easy over with our friends over at zoomcare.com. That's Z O O M C A R E.com to schedule your appointment today. And great news Zoom Care is opening a new clinic in Lodo today. So hey, it's the grand opening yeah. today. So you can go check them out in Lodo starting today or, of course, at zoomcare.com. And I also want to tell you about the Colorado XOs because Rugby Town USA in Glendale is excited to induce you to, our, to the new rugby venture and team they have going on, the Colorado XOs. Who are the Colorado XOs? Well, their athletes have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. They come from backgrounds in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, and track and field. And these athletes have all the necessary skills to excel at the game of rugby. You might have heard of some of these names. And guess what? By placing these athletes in a full-time rugby training environment, Rugby Town USA hopes to expedite, expedite the development and inject the U.S. national team with elite talent that will help the USA Eagles compete on the global stage and ultimately someday win the Rugby World Cup. You can learn all about their stories at infinitypark@glendale.com. They had two matches streamed earlier this month. There are more coming, so check your calendars. What's even better is that our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered for you on the weekly DNVR Rugby Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. And you know what? If you're an elite athlete listening to this and you didn't get the tickets that you wanted to success in team sports, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park because rugby just may be your next ride. They'll help you out. They'll help you get up to speed. And if you want to learn about rugby, listen to Colton Strickler's Rugby 101 podcast on the DNVR Rugby podcast, and he'll help you learn a game that's a lot of fun to follow, a lot of fun to play. He has exclusive interviews. He's going to provide betting advice on Super Rugby, which is going on in Australia and New Zealand right now. And DNVR will have watch parties for rugby matches this year and ticket giveaways when the matches start back out. So check out the Colorado Exos at infinitypark@glendale.com and listen to the DNVR Rugby podcast. Hit that subscribe button. All right, guys. We are... Already running a little long, and I'm going to take us off track a little bit. Um, <laughs> so sorry, Kale. Uh, you can take. Um, I want to know what you guys think of these Trevor Lawrence comments, um, because I think if anyone else ever had these comments, um, it would be the talk of the nation, uh, especially a quarterback who is expected to be a high draft pick. Are you with me I on that? Not, 
I have not uh, heard I, of these. Yeah, hit me I'm, with them. I'm right there You're with you, RK. Because I, I, I thought, the rea- can you imagine the reaction of Justin Fields or Trey Lance that said these things? Well, wait. Uh, t- people would have exploded. Zach, I think you actually have heard the comments. And you, like everyone else, care so little, you don't even realize what we're talking about right now. Um, Trevor Lawrence in a SI article, is it, Mace? Correct. Yes. Oh, yeah. See? See? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, said essentially, like, uh, I don't have a chip on my shoulder. I'm not out to prove anything to anyone. Um, and then there were some additional comments uh, who said, like, he's not a guy. I think it was from his dad who said, like, oh, he's not a guy who thinks, like, I'm going to, I have to win a Super Bowl or else I'm a failure. Um, and then his coach, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to misquote that one, but I think the Super Bowl, what did you, do you know the Super Bowl one there, Mace? Oh, I think it's, it's, uh, his dad, and of course, we're seeing the quotes pop up on the screen here. That there it is. his high Thank school you. coach saying, "quote He could walk away from it tomorrow and be fine." Unquote. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence's dad, quote He's not. I want to win a Super Bowl at all costs. Unquote. Wow, those yeah. two, those two guys are way worse than than the one that he said, in my opinion. So what this says is he's not going to do everything at all costs to win a Super Bowl, and you need that from your quarterback. And that he could walk away from it, guys. It just seems like he's already accomplished his goals. Okay, so yeah, um, seems like uh, he's a well. It seems like he's a well adjusted person, but uh, yeah, th- there, there's a great quote from Bill. Yeah, there's a great quote from Bill Parcells who says, quote, this is not a game for the most well-adjusted people, unquote. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Right. Um, yeah. I always say, like, you have to be a little bit crazy uh, to be a great NFL football player, um, yeah. which, you know, brings up its own questions and comments and concerns in itself. <laughs> um, but, for okay, first of all, like you said, Mace, if Trey Lance or Justin Fields made these comments, I mean – just, you know, take them out of the first round, you might as well. Um, but how about this? Let me just ask you this. If I could tell you right now you get Andrew Luck, would you take him? Because that's what I'm getting here is, like, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit too sane to want to play football for their whole life, give everything to football, and could wake up one day and be like, that was fun. I'm good, though. So it, it is the question, would you want Andrew Luck? Because I'm going to say yes. Or is the question, would you want one of these other first-round quarterbacks? No, would you take Andrew Luck's career number one overall in the draft? Yeah. This year, with the other options that are on the board? Yeah. And you know that it's going to be as short as it was? Yeah, how many years was was Andrew Luck? He end, he ended up playing seven years, and of course, are we taking the injuries as well because he missed time? Everything, with the injuries. everything. Yeah, I mean, if we're saying his career, yeah, and uh, I mean, I, the only thing I'll say is we can't do like because of we can't do the exact career because right. then you know he didn't win a Super Bowl, and so you're you know you're it's really easy, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> He gave you a chance every year. That's the thing. Every year he was healthy, he gave him a a real viable shot. I mean, they got to the AFC Championship once, right, and got shellacked. Yeah, but they also, I mean, they they were winning playoff games uh, other years. I mean, this was, I mean, this was not a team that was perennially going one and done. They had success in the postseason, even in the years they didn't go to the championship game. I mean, Luck basically he played seven seasons. There was one that he completely missed, and then there was another one where he was kind of fighting through 
injuries. And so that kind of left five. And, and then in the other four seasons, I believe they, you know, they made the playoffs each time, three times they advanced the divisional round. I mean, if you could, if you could have a bit better injury fortune on it, the outcome is probably different for Andrew Luck. If you could give me Andrew Luck, but say, all right, he's going to be healthy for those seven years. I think you take that lock, stock and barrel. Zach. Well, I think the question is, we you take his career and you know what it was. I mean, you, you know exactly that he's out in seven years. And I like this... I like having that he's out in seven years. Forget all the rest, though. Trevor Lawrence, whatever he may be, but you know you only get seven years. Okay, well then, yeah. If you don't know the outcomes and he could win a Super Bowl, then yeah, I'm taking that because yeah. that it's 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 absolute greatness right there. But. If we know what the career is and the injuries and everything, then no, I'm rolling the dice on this talented quarterback class. I mean, I mean, think about it this way: you for you take Russell Wilson if you can get him, right? Yep. Yeah. If you stand pat at quarterback this year and Drew Locke isn't the guy, but you've amassed some draft capital, you'd trade for Aaron Rodgers next year, right? Well, maybe Zach wouldn't, but I think RK probably would. Yes, I would. And. Russell Wilson is 33, and so you could be looking at about a seven-year window. At Aaron Rodgers, you could be looking at a, at maybe even only a four- or five-year window, and yet those are pretty easily Whoa, things that you take, which is why if you knew you were getting seven years of Trevor Lawrence, I think you'd sign up for that right now. Fair enough. I think it's I, – I just – I'm glad we had the conversation because I think it's a conversation that should be had. I think it's wild that everyone's just like, eh, no big deal. Move on. It's Trevor Lawrence. He's the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, which is true. Um, but I just – I do not want to hear that. I just – if I'm the Jags, I'm like, why did you say this stuff out loud? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you have to make us lose sleep the next few weeks? We thought this was going to be the easiest week of our lives. I don't mind what he said, actually, and and maybe it's because I'm just too jaded by being around, you know, players that are, you know, I have this chip on my shoulder. It's never going away and just kind of gets a a little annoying. But those comments from from people that know him very well are something. Why are they saying that? The, the, Jag- the Jaguars should be looking into those guys because just like you said, well, wait, wait, wait. Are you going to view this as a 40-hour-a-week job? And if you get fired or lose your job or just average going to walk away in, you know, five, six, seven years, that that is concerning. And I'll, I, I didn't hear any of this coming out of Clemson when he was there. I, I just thought he was the guy because no one ever said anything like this. But let's say you hear these comments and you go and talk to Dabo and maybe some people that will actually expose him where I don't think Dabo would, but you, you go and talk to people and they're like, Oh yeah, he was, you know, doing the bare minimum. That is something that really should make you reconsider. Now I think he's still going to be the number one overall pick. No question about it, but that is eye opening for sure. Yeah. And look, I don't want to try and like drag Trevor Lawrence through the mud. The one last thing I'll say though, is I have seen it personally several times where, you are carried by your your abilities at a certain level. And as soon as you go to the next level, you you start to realize that you cannot just you cannot just show up. You have to give the extra mile. And I think the NFL maybe other than maybe more than any other place is a place where you cannot, for lack of a better term, half ass it and be great. It's just not possible. I don't think we're talking about him half-assing it, though. I think we're just, I just mean talking, like having a prop. I think he's got a, a proper perspective on things, but there's no. I mean, there's no evidence that we've heard on Trevor Lawrence that says that 
in what he's doing, he doesn't go all out. That he doesn't that he doesn't put all the time in. And that's the thing. Like with Andrew Luck, he had a balanced perspective on things, but he was still one of those first guy in, last guy out. He understood the commitment. It's just maybe what happens is a guy like that eventually kind of gets tired of that commitment and says, "Okay, I'm he- if I come out of this healthy, I'm 30, 31 years old. Maybe I want to do something else. I've already done what I needed to do." At this level, yeah, it's the Super Bowl one that just and half asset probably isn't the right term. Yeah, that's why I said I didn't have a better one at the time. I mean, like, give everything you have every single day with the only thing in mind being I want to win a Super Bowl, especially when you're going to Jacksonville, man. Like, you know, this isn't a place where the culture is just going to carry you, like, you have to carry the culture, you have to be the person who's going in there every day and trying to get the most out of every single person in that locker room. And if you're not a person who feels like uh, winning a Super Bowl is your ultimate goal and destiny in life. I just don't know if you're going to have what it takes to push a franchise like that over the top. Well, Ryan, you'll be you'll be really proud of me. Just started watching uh, the Last Dance, finally getting around to it, and uh, you know this conversation just ties perfectly in with with Michael. And when you look at the greats in the game, Michael, Kobe, Peyton, John Tom, th- th- mm-hmm. yeah, John, those guys. So freaking talented, right? I, I mean, maybe maybe not Tom clearly, but um, but those guys so talented, one of the most physically gifted athletes ever. But they put the work in. You know, Kobe's out there and Michael's out there four hours before any of their teammates are just shooting, doing something they've done millions of times. And same with their teammates, but they're putting the work in. So you have to go above and beyond to be a great, even if you are the number one overall pick, even if you have all the talent. And I don't even think put the work in encompasses what those guys were doing. I think it's literally living and dying with every game. Yeah. Like and the, it's a, it's a, you have to be a little bit psycho to care that much about winning and losing. Yeah. You have to be psycho, but I think also maybe uh, he's somebody that doesn't show all his cards because there's a, there's a vignette at the end of this story from his high school uh, coach. And, uh, and, and the story presents it this, this way it says, if Trevor Lawrence had goals, he didn't talk about him. Lawrence never said he wanted to throw for a certain number of yards or so many touchdowns would be named number one recruit in the country. He would just say, quote, I want to be, I just want to be better today than I was yesterday, unquote. And yet he competed so hard. Before Lawrence's senior year, King, his high school coach, brought the quarterback into his office and tried to pry something out of him. Goals, Trevor, you must have goals. Name one goal. As King recalls, quote, he wasn't staring me in the eye or anything. There was probably a hair flip or shoulder shrug when he said it, unquote. And then Lawrence casually told him, quote, coach, I just want to be the best that's ever done it, unquote. And the two never spoke of it again. Well, there you go. That's a pretty good goal to have. <laughs> yeah, can't be the best that's ever done it without winning Super Bowls. All right, let's that's move on. That's true, and I, and I think, and that's why I think we're probably all making way too much of this. I don't think Jacksonville is going to be disappointed in the work that Trevor puts in. The whole reason I brought it up is because I don't think people are making enough of it. Maybe I'm I'm the one in the wrong. All right. uh, Let's move on here to our final segment, the great NFL road trip draft, boys. We're going road tripping. uh, Three picks to build the best possible season of road trips. Like when people look at this, like you got to go to all three of these places in one year. This was an epic season. Where are they? Um, who? Oh, I have picked and of one. Course, and of course, we're just talking about NFL cities. And wait, are, are we taking in the driving from Denver part? Or do you actually, you know, you just fly there, you end up at this city? 
Uh, yeah, I don't think you actually have to drive. You can okay because a a, a drive to Buffalo would be terrible for many reasons. Yeah, I mean even a even a flight to Buffalo kind of sucks. <laughs> even, there's no direct flights from Denver to Buffalo. Yeah, right. uh, you have to go through through a hair or something like I did last yeah, time. I went through Philly yeah. last time. Yeah. Um, okay. I have the number one overall pick. And is there a clear number? No- is there a Trevor Lawrence in this draft? I think there would be if we were anywhere but Denver. Um, anywhere but Denver, LA, or Kansas City. Um, <laughs> so I am going to a different place. Oh, okay, okay. I am going to not Las Vegas, but Nash Vegas. Nashville, oh. I'm going number one on my NFL uh, road trip list. I, I look, I just, I don't think, I don't think the people are going to love a, a Vegas pick, and I love Nashville, so I'm going, okay. I'm going back to Nashville. I knew Nashville was going to be close to the top of your list, and I'm happy that you chose it. One, I, am I number two? My pick two? I think I, I, I was last last week, so okay. I think I'm okay. pick two this week. So. Okay. Um, what do you know? What it's kind of an obvious pick, and it's on the schedule this year. And really, if the timing is right, I recommend this for every Bronco fan if you're up to traveling by then. And that's New York. Mm. You've got the Giants, you've got the Giants this year. You know, the schedule is going to come out here in the next few weeks at some point, and what. My family is crossing its fingers for is New York in December. I'd love to be able to take my daughter to this to New York City when everything's lit up. You've got the tree in Rockefeller Center, et cetera. There's there's no there's almost no place on earth better than New York at the holidays. So, but New York is great anytime. New York's got something going for it anytime. As we come out of this and things reopen, you know. The, the theater gets going again on Broadway. Of course, tourist attractions that you far too many to count. Um, that, that I think that I think that's a must. That's just a must city period. And then you know the Giants games are actually really interesting to go to because even though it's a new modern stadium at MetLife Stadium they have there in East Rutherford, New Jersey, it's kind of an old school experience. No cheerleaders. No mascot, a very understated public address announcer. You go to a Giants game, and the experience in some ways is like stepping back in time a little bit. Fair the enough. Giants yeah, are, and the Giants are the ultimate old money experience in the NFL. Also, like uh, for like an old school experience, you take the subway yeah. in. Like it's kind of cool. And you can take yeah, you can take the train now out to the stadium. For many years at the old Giants Stadium, you just had to drive or take the bus, and now now it'll it'll drop you off right there. By the way, Breck Drew says London. I think we keep this guys to NFL team cities. Well, you can't drive to London, so exactly. you you yeah. can you can drive everywhere else. Uh, and Mace, you lost me when you, when you said East Rutherford. I mean, we're talking New Jersey, not New York. I know you stay in New York, but uh, and I, I'm doing this for the people because I'm sick and tired of losing these drafts. So I'm going with the people like Mace. I love New York. That in DC, I don't think they're going to get the love. Give me what the people want, and that is Las Vegas. Okay. Easy. Thank you for leaving the number one pick uh-huh. on the board for me. I know what you're saying about you know people are going to be saying, "Oh, Zach has the Raiders at the top of this." No, I have Las Vegas, and this is different than New York. Right on the strip, 
money, money for for uh, for anyone going there. And I think this is a road trip that everyone's going to take eventually. It's um, funny. I th- I thought about Vegas, but I'm not a Vegas guy. I I, mm. I think I think Vegas is arguably our least authentic major city. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. But it's yeah, a there's good no time. there's no <laughs> arguing like that. And, and like I said, guys, I'm going for the people here, and I think the people okay. want Las Vegas. And right. now I get to go again. Do, do I get my two favorite ones back to back? I thought Ryan may be going with this one. Instead, he went with a, clo- a similar city kind of in Nashville. But I'm going to go what the people want, and that's New Orleans. Get the party on for a weekend. Mm. And, man, people are going to be having themselves oh. a good time going Vegas and New Orleans. Man, that's that a better is... – that, that should have been your first-round pick, Zach, is New Orleans. And <laughs> a lot. I think a lot of Bronco fans agree with you because the last time the Broncos played down at the Superdome in 2016 – there, I, I'd say probably about 10,000 Bronco fans got into that stadium. Wow. And that's pretty unheard of for a Saints game. Usually that's a, that's a crowd that does not have a lot of people rooting for the road team. But you could see and hear the, and the orange, and you could see and hear all the fans that said, that's our road trip for the year when Will Parks was sprinting down the sideline with that block PAT to win it for Denver. So a lot of Bronco fans agree with you there, Zach. I love Man, it. That's a... Uh... That's a good one. I, I was between Nashville and New Orleans, and then I mm-hmm. thought to myself, had great times in both cities, but um, I never had to see Zach get his phone stolen directly out of his pocket <laughs> in Nashville. We saw a lot of things yes. on that trip, didn't we, Ryan? <laughs> we, we sure did. Oh man. Okay, this is a this is a All tough right. spot here. You you took my you took two that I wanted. It's and, amazing, uh, actually, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. oh, that, that actually yeah. helps me. There, there are a lot of good possibilities here, but um, it's not one that's on that's on the docket often. But uh, I got to go with Miami on this one, especially yeah. when you're talking about you get into the late season, the warm sun, sunshine, the warm sun, South Beach, the wa- the the glistening water, and a pr- and since the renovation, a a pretty good stadium now down there in hard rock stadium that just hosted super bowl 54 a few years ago and uh, just a- an iconic place a great cultural experience and uh i mean probably just in general you're talking about top five city for a, a long weekend is uh, is miami it's interesting a lot of these places and i think there's a reason for it don't have the mix of great weather and great fan experience mm-hmm. because like Miami, there's yeah. just, there's nothing to speak for when you actually <laughs> go into the stadium, except for they do those fire cannons at the beginning. Those are kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I, I mean, it's just a bunch of old people sitting <laughs> in their seats. And it's only like, even before COVID, it's only like, you know, 25% capacity. You thought you think they have restrictions on the game. Seriously. Yeah. I, I was very underwhelmed when I went to that stadium. But well, it's, you, again, you also there's went, too many other things to do in Miami. And you also went at a really bad time because both teams were on a losing streak, the Broncos and the Dolphins. And it seemed like both both sets of fans in 2017 had kind of mailed in it at that point. But uh, I can also think back to 2011 when the Broncos went down there and Tim Tebow was the quarterback, and uh, the game was dull for a while. But when Tebow was leading the Broncos back, and you had all you had all the the Bronco fans down there, probably Gator fans as well, in their fifteen jerseys, man, that place was electric 
as Tim Tebow was doing his thing. And, and believe it or not, electric for the Broncos. I'm sure. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. Okay. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. Oh, man. I, I just – every time we end up in these drafts, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm going to lose. But – and I usually don't. Um, yeah, I cannot believe how much you put your team down last week, and then you, you get you you crushed me. Yeah, I did. Uh, Mace had a late comeback. He campaigned hard for it. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, you know this one is so convenient and so uh, per- it's basically like what Mace just said in Miami. But it's only a like hour forty five minute flight. You get the nice weather. Also, not a great fan experience. But for for a quick road trip, you fly down to Arizona. You get a round of golf in on Saturday. The yeah. weather's warm for the late game. I mean, it's a it's a great place to go. Um, all things considered. So uh, I'm going Arizona. I don't love the pick, but for mm. me personally, I love that road trip. So I'm taking it. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think this may be your number one pick of uh, you know quick road trip cities, Ryan. I just love it's so convenient. Like it just kind of blows your mind how you can take such a short flight and be in such a nice warm place. It's true, especially when you look outside today and you're like, oh, we're in the middle of winter again. Thank you for that. Um, and what now, is the high temperature today in Phoenix, by the way? I mean, I'll pull it up. I have it on my. No, do you guys really want to do that to us right now? Sunny, oh. sunny and 85 today in yeah, Tempe, and, Arizona. And right now oh, the temperature wow. is 75 degrees at yeah. 1029 yeah. in the mor- morning Arizona time. I mean, so why wouldn't wh- you want where, that? Where is the stadium? Because isn't it kind of far out? Now, th- this is just different, to, totally different. No, I'm not I'm not judging this pick on this, but isn't it in Chandler, Arizona or something Glendale. like that? And Glendale, what? yeah. Glendale. Glendale, okay. Yeah. It, it's Beautiful not a great... <laughs> yeah, what I will say is they've done like a cool thing there. They have this in Philly. They want it in Denver uh, where they have like the... I forget what they call these things, but it's like, like a, a... Fan zone sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's like a fan zone there with like a cool strip of bars. Um, so you can go hang out. There's like nice little patios that you can sit on before the game. Um, some people will remember uh, back when it was still BSN, we had a meetup uh, at like a Mexican restaurant that was in there and it was awesome. Like we filled up like one of those huge long tables sitting there drinking Corona Rita's uh, before the game Broncos then win like 45 to 10 or something. Um, you were crushing little seven ounce Corona Coronitas. No. Oh, yeah. In upside down inside <laughs> yeah. of a margarita. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, oh I absolutely gosh. was doing that. Although you, you hope that they, can keep that if the coyotes do eventually leave. I mean, there have been rumors forever about the coyotes wanting to play uh, and to have an arena over in Scottsdale closer to their fan oh. base. Cause like a, a yeah. big problem is that most of the, most of the coyotes fans and, and, and a lot more people in general are over in the East Valley towards Scottsdale and Tempe rather than the West Valley and Glendale. People are going to drive that long for a football game. Cause it's only once a week getting everybody to drive on a Wednesday night for a hockey game has proven a big challenge for the coyotes down there. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Who's yeah. up You're, uh, You are Ryan back to are. back. Finish us oh, off. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, I was, uh, I don't know why I forgot about the concept of a snake draft. Um, <laughs> because you're thinking about Jake Plummer and, you know, snaking through Arizona. I'm thinking about if I made a mistake, not taking new Orleans, number one. Um, 
<laughs> All right. I am going to go here with the other – with the place that I've been three times now uh, since I started this career. And every single time I've had a absolute freaking blast. Uh, it is San Francisco. Um, I realize it's kind of Santa Clara, but we're calling it San Francisco for this. Um, They're the San Fran 49ers, so you get that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, No one's going and staying in Santa Clara. Um, You you just – the culture there is so awesome. So many different ways to experience that city. Um, I'm a big fan, and I've had some very, very good nights in, uh, in San Francisco, so I'm sticking with that. Yeah, that that's a that's a sneaky good one. Yeah, and basically the the Oakland trips were San Francisco trips if you did yep, them right, and exactly. so you should do them. And I mean, and, and this is just I, again, I'm not a Vegas guy. I think uh, the Bay trading the Bay Area for Vegas is a huge downgrade, and uh, trading San Diego for Los Angeles was a huge downgrade too. Yeah. If, if actually. If San Diego were still on the schedule, guys, I think San Diego would have been a first-round pick. I, I was looking at it, too. I mean, again, though, fan experience is like a negative five. <laughs> I mean, in fact, they tore the stadium down. It was so bad. Although yeah. you get tons of Broncos fans, so I guess that's cool. I actually thought about that. I'm like, oh, do I go to L.A. for a Chargers game just because it's basically another home game? But L.A. really isn't that cool. And, yeah, it's not that cool but in general. But what I'm finding out is that you can kind of distill an L- the LA experience down to something that isn't so daunting. If you st- maybe you stay uh, downtown, for example, and shoot out to the stadium, and um, or maybe you just kind of fly in, as it's going to set up here with a stadium in Inglewood. Fly in, go to the game, and fly out. And you you guys are going to find this out, guys. That SoFi Stadium is spectacular, and and Allegiant yeah. Stadium is spectacular as well, and. You thought you saw a lot of Bronco fans over at uh, Dignity Health Sports Park, the soccer stadium, home of the LA Galaxy. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet until the Broncos go into SoFi Stadium when it is filled to capacity, and you're gonna you, the Broncos are gonna walk out and probably see a sea of orange greeting them. So that's why, even though it's no San Diego, but LA is my third round pick. That's ah. fair. I think if the people who, if everyone who was voting here just heard your little pep talk, you could sway some people. The problem is, it's just going to be angry people on Twitter voting. I think uh, I think Melvin Gordon's down for LA since he's out there right now. So I think you, you got him on board. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, 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 he could live anywhere in the world, and he's chosen LA. I mean, and he, and he didn't. Even, he, you know, he played there a couple of years, and uh, it stuck with him. Of course, I mean, I can't blame I can't blame him. He's from Kenosha, Wisconsin, and. No offense to Kenosha, but uh, L.A. is just a little bit better. All right, Zach. I feel very strongly about this. The only thing you can do with this pick is lose the draft. Oh. You have this locked up to this oh. point. The oh. only thing you can do here is lose. Stop people it. People love the stop touristy it. stuff. Oh, stop. Okay. Um, Boy, if if this were me. I'm going DC, but I'm going to win this draft for the people. In fact, DC probably would have been my number one. I'm going to win it. And Ryan, I think this pick is going to let you down. And that's why I don't know if I should do it, but I'm going to stick with it. And I'm shocked that Mace let it slide past round one. I'm shocked Mace let it slide past round two. I'm shocked Mace let it slide past round three. 
but I'm going to go to a beach and I'm going to go to Tampa Brady. You get a beautiful beach weekend away. And then you also get to go see Tom Brady. Let's complete it with some sunshine, baby. Oh, I think you, I don't know if this is bad enough to lose the draft, (laughs) but you made people think. Oh, I don't, I don't, what, what would have been better? Chicago. Yep. Seattle. Literally any other city. You just pissed off. I mean, uh, I, 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 I love Broncos fans, Zach, yeah. and you're making a Tom Brady case right now. No, no, and, and, I'm, I'm saying, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! I said go enjoy some white sand beaches. I've been to some of those; those are very nice. Oh, there, there are some great beaches there, no doubt. But, um, I mean, if I'm thinking in terms of tourist destination for the weekend, when you're talking about Florida, uh, Tampa's. Third, I mean, and because if we're including non, if we're including non NFL cities, you're no, going we're in, Miami. We're only doing, we're, we're only doing NFL cities. So. I know, but I mean, but you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go to Florida for a few days. You're probably you're thinking Miami, then you're probably thinking Orlando, and then you're talking about Tampa coming in there. I mean, and, and nah, look, Tampa, I, Bay, I love Tampa, it there. Would be my one or two. I, I could show you. I mean, I could. You know, I'm sure I could help anyone going down there have a wonderful time, but. uh I mean, I, I was thinking about like if if I had had that pick, which one would I have chosen? I thought about Seattle. I thought about I thought about Chicago. I thought about Boston for New England, obviously. Um, even thought about Atlanta. Um, and that it's it's fine, you know. It's it's okay. Well, you had I mean, your pick of was, LA. Yeah, I know. Atlanta. I know. Honestly, Atlanta. Uh, when I went there for the Super Bowl, I was immensely disappointed. Really. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I mean, it wasn't even warm. Um, it was. I I asked someone like, where can I get some authentic Atlanta grub, and they like didn't even know where to send me. This was like a native. I was like, what is happening here? You should have asked me. Wow. I would have been happy to help you. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know, it was just. It wasn't bad. It was just like I can't believe they gave this place a Super Bowl. Wasn't it also pretty cold? Yeah, yeah it was freezing. Yeah. And you, you got there like on Thursday, right? So you you missed the coldest part of the week. And no, I got there on Monday. Oh, you didn't? Okay. All right. I thought, for some reason, I thought you got there later than that because it was – remember, there was that – the city shut down that week on Tuesday. Remember, they were expecting a yep. snowstorm? And then the snowstorm ne- never materialized, but everything shut down. All the schools were closed. All the offices said stay home. And so <laughs> oh, wow. for one glorious day – you were able to move around Atlanta without traffic. And that, that is one big strike against Atlanta, by the way. And uh, it is, I, I'd say, probably maybe worse than L.A. in terms of traffic congestion. I, I did never make it to Magic City, though, so maybe I didn't yeah. do the Atlanta experience right. Ugh. Magic City? What? Inform me of the magic. Uh, you're going to have to look that one up. <laughs> I thought so. I, mean, I thought so. <laughs> I mean, no one, no one steered you over to Fat Matt's? Nope, I mean, never even heard that. Oh man! So Magic I mean, City is is where Fat Max has some magic. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but apparently, according to uh, I believe it was um, Lou Williams, uh, the wings at Magic City are off the chain. So I, <laughs> uh, maybe I missed out on the best food in all of Atlanta. You can't get those wings in the bubble, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta escape the bubble. 
to have yeah, those. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps it up for us today. Um, a great draft. I think Zach, I think you're still going to win. So uh, no. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't see you this weekend, uh, congratulations on your. Oh, stop uh, your it! You did this win. last week too, and it just came back to be the most disappointing <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I hope I'm in. I hope I'm at least in position to campaign tomorrow morning because I just stayed away. Once I saw I was getting just destroyed, I just stayed out of the campaigning. The only thing that could hurt you is if like Broncos fans just refuse to vote for to vote for someone who put the Raiders city at number one. <laughs> There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> this is an amazing comment from Brecht Uh Do not bring it up. If you are going on a road trip, you probably want to get some pearly whites uh, ready before you go. So you're going to have to head down to Green Mountain Dental. So when, you know, all the people are taking Instagram pics on your road trip, you've got a bright white smile. And if you head down to Green Mountain Dental Group right now, they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, which is awesome. They'll treat you like family down there because they're part of the DNVR family as well. They're subscribers. They, you know, huge Avs fans, huge Broncos fans, all the, all the teams. Um, so make sure you head down to Green Mountain Dental Group and join their family with our family today. I think that's going to wrap it up for us on another edition of Three Ring Circus. Huge thank you to Melvin Gordon for being our first ever player guest on the show thank you to kale for beating zach in the red zone and uh, thank you to you all for listening we'll catch you guys later
Mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.